Hey, all right, focus group. We're going to talk about uh, what not to do. We're going to talk. We're going to start this off with uh, 50 50 booking. Oh. What is going on, everybody? Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of. The Legion of Raw, brother. Yeah, there we go, brother. This is uh, another awesome, awesome episode, man. We're going to have fun just like we do every single week. Uh, pardon my discussion with the focus group. They're over here ready to rock. Vince Russo, how you doing, man? Chris, I'm doing okay. But listen, I'm surprisingly, we really do have something to talk about tonight uh, because there's a lot more here than another bad show. And I'm, I'm going to make a bold prediction. With, okay. tonight bro tonight was the second show with a crowd and we saw something very very significant that was deja vu to me uh and based on what i'm seeing i'm gonna make a very bold prediction tonight bro uh -oh. What's, what is the bold prediction, Vince Russo? Well, th th this 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 show's horrible. I, I mean, we'll go over the show because that's what people expect of us, but there's a much bigger story than this show. Chris, I, I swear to you, bro, around mid-95, I remember um, uh, Vince McMahon hired a vice president who had a foreign name, DR DRC something. I can't remember what his name was. DRC. And uh, I had a boss whose name was Bob Mitchell. And Bob Mitchell was the head of publications. And at the time, bro, they were trying to turn the company into a kid's show. Okay. And bro, that if you guys remember when when there was a time when when Bret Hart was on the cover of the WWE magazine with Bart Simpson, there was a, a, a cover of the magazine when Bret Hart was on the cover in a classroom with kids. They wanted to make a series of children's books, including like a little girl befriending the Undertaker. They were really, really making an effort, bro, to make this like a children's show. Okay. And, bro, th th think of just think about that in theory. Okay, bro, professional wrestling is all about fighting and aggression and testosterone <laughs> and fighting. Okay. And on top of that, bro, it's on from 8 o'clock at night to 11 o'clock at night. Yes. Prime time television. This is not Saturday morning in a competition with cartoons. This is on from 8 to 11. And they were trying to turn this into a kiddie program. And I'm like, this is going to be a disaster. Guess what, Chris? It was a disaster. And those two guys were soon fired from the company. Bro, here we are all over again, man. I mean, if, if this is 95 and this is 2021, I mean, Chris, we're talking about 26 years ago. Yep. Here we are all over again. And I do have to believe this is a Nick Khan uh, idea 
I do have to believe this is Nick Khan thinking about marketing and merchandising and, you know, making these wrestlers like, you know, I mean, he was comparing them all to famous actors. Bro, what I watched tonight was a full-blown kiddies show. Full-blown, bro. I, we're going to go over this show from top to bottom. This was a show geared towards children. Yeah. This is now the mandate within the company. And like I said, Chris, when you think about that and you really think about what pro wrestling is, what time this show is on, it is a ridiculous notion, and I'm about now to make a very bold prediction. Bro, if they go down this road of Kitty show where Nikki, Nikki uh, Ash is in the main event two weeks in a row, okay? Bro, I'm telling you, if AEW does get a Daniel Bryan and they do get a CM Punk and the show is of a more serious nature, Bro, you could see a flip-flop in here. And and I ne- I never thought in a million years I'd say that. But bro, this was a full-blown child show from that opening promo to the main event. And bro, if this is the road they're going to go down, they're going to lose even more people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I can't disagree with anything you said, Vince. I mean, listen, we end at 11 o'clock at night, Eastern, okay, with a Nikki A.S.H. super, almost superhero gimmick character um, with a demographic that is nearly 55 years old at average for WWE. And as you very well know, the target demo is 18 to 49. That is the target demographic for pro wrestling. All right. Ohio. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so WWE is neither reaching the target demo because their average is older than that. Neither are they trying to reach the target demographic because you literally have an almost superhero. Now, granted, look, nothing to do with Nikki A.S.H. because she's doing what she's supposed to do. She's the champ. I mean, her as a talent, if I was, you know, if I was Nikki A.S.H., I'd be happy because I'm champ and I'm, you know, I'm living this gimmick. But you just have to think of it from a wider scale standpoint. This type of stuff is not going to attract people coming again next week, Vince. You're trying to gain followers. You're trying to gain an audience back. You're having record lows this year of audience. And Vince, please tell me how in the world is Nikki A.S.H.'s character going to reach a 18 to 49 demographic? Bro, this is the, you know, again, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it because, you know, it, it, it's about, it's about time. I, I really just shove it up everybody's rear end. This is all about the great filter of Vince McMahon. 
bro this promo if i could do it you could this was one thousand percent vince mcmahon bro i could see it in my head he's got nikki in that office and he's given her this 19 bro rocky cut this same promo in rocky four uh, he, he cut the same. Bro, what was that? Seventy nine. He yeah. <laughs> this has Vince's name written all over it. And bro, here, here's another thing too. They're doing this with smoke and mirrors, like they think we know nothing about technology. Because, bro, you know Billy brought this up on my show, and bro, it was more evident tonight than ever before. Yeah. Bro, they now, they've got this huge Titan. It's not even a Titan Tron anymore. It's a Titan building. Yeah. But, bro, what Billy said was through this device, they can pipe in crowd noise directly through this. And, bro, you could see it throughout the entire show. The fans are going crazy, and you're looking at the fans, and they're sitting on their hands and bro right off the bat with the you deserve it chant bro they're they're doing all this with like smoke and mirrors like with some kind of dinosaurs or morons and we don't see chris this first segment was 20 minutes wow 20 minutes bro for them to set up a three-way at SummerSlam and a non-title match yeah. with charlotte tonight 20 minutes the first 20 minutes of the show bro and and why do they have the like why do they do this thing that they call the contenders matches now and so they call it a contenders match and this is simply someone going against a champion not for the title like why is that even a thing why do i care about a contenders whoa wait a minute we've got damian priest against sheamus united states championship contenders match oh yeah. we got charlotte flair versus nikki ash raw women's championship contenders match ladies and gentlemen as a matter of fact i think that <laughs> since we're talking about contenders matches ladies and gentlemen let's give it up for the contenders match <laughs> yeah bro my uh my boy that that was uh that was eric bischoff's one pet peeve like you know with you know everything should have stakes i mean better eric i would hear that in noise i mean i agree with him a million percent why am i going why am i watching that last match no nothing's on the line nothing there's not there's nothing to see here, folks. Right, exactly. <laughs> Is the title of the line? No. <laughs> it's a contenders match, though. I mean, you, you gotta I mean, come on, you gotta stay in there. It's like someone like it's like someone like it's it's eleven o'clock, people gotta go to work tomorrow. It's like ten forty, right? And someone's like sat like like begging someone to stay. Like, come on, come on, Vince. You got you got it, you gotta watch this last match. It's a contenders oh. match, Vince. Bro, we are five, six weeks away from NFL Monday Night Football. Oh, think, think about if, if if Monday Night Football was on tonight opposite Nikki and Charlotte. Think think about what that number would be, bro. Oh, 
<laughs> Vince, we got like this year we had uh, we saw we witnessed 1.4 million people watching Raw at one point in time. That is a record low. This show has been going on for 28 years. Mm-hmm. All right, January of 1993. All right, in 28 years of this show. This year reached the lowest ratings in the history of the show, but we're still bookending the show with Nikki A.S.H. as if this, ladies and gentlemen, is going to is going to boost the record low ratings. And Chris, what was everybody saying about the live crowd when the live crowd? Oh, the live, right. oh, bro, and what was I saying, bro? The live crowd is not going to keep it from being a crappy show. If it's a crappy show, it's a crap. I don't care if they're playing in front of a stadium, bro. Yeah, yeah. and why would you pipe in? Like, why would you pipe in uh, noise, man? Are, are you that ashamed of the crowd reaction based on your product that you're going to pipe in noise? Now, that's like me going to Ohio State football game. Everybody knows I love Ohio State football. That's like me going to Ohio State football game. And, you know, the, the product's so boring that people are just sitting down there on their hands. And then I watch it on the replay and I hear like a bunch of piped in noise. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't, that, that didn't go on the show. Hey, bro, I would not be surprised because, man, Chris, when we were watching a lot of this in, in front of the Thunderdome. Yeah. Remember, bro, I kept asking, how's a live crowd gonna gonna uh, you know react to this and how are they gonna react to Jilly yeah. and how are they gonna react to this? Bro, I swear to God, they probably thought in the back of their minds some of this stuff might get booed out of the building. Oh, yeah. Like literally, bro. Yeah. So we're just gonna pipe in this <laughs> deafening crowd noise yeah. and like and we could and we're what, Chris, we're sitting home buying this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, case in point, the beginning of the show opened opened up with Nikki Ash, and you know she cuts this you know promo. And again, I you know I like Nikki Cross. I, I you know I, I like her, and I, and I really wish that I'm I'm happy that she's being that she's successful. I, I just don't think that the 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 gimmick has a lot of longevity to it. And even if you look on social media, a lot of people's calling her Molly Holly 2.0 and things like that. And like she cut her promo and she was getting, I, mean, I saw the fan reaction. There was, she was getting some claps. And then she was like, look at this outfit. And everybody was like, before that, everybody was cheering. Look at this outfit. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I, uh, no, I, I, I can't cheer that one. <laughs> that one is not. And it, it was just like, Ah, you know, and then and then that gets interrupted by Charlotte Flair. Then Rhea Ripley, Sonya Deville, and Adam Pierce comes out. This was very, very clear as far as what they're going to do. And I'm just sitting here like, this was very predictable. You knew it was going to be a triple threat at SummerSlam. Why are we wasting so much time? Why are we wait, wasting so much segment time? And you're really stretching this out. As if what we really thought that it was going to be something different than what happened, bro. We got to fill it with something, man. I, I mean, at the end of the day, we got to fill this three hours with something. I mean, bro, we got in the first, bro. This is what we got in the first hour. We got twenty minutes of that match. Then we got Damian Priest over Sheamus. By that time, we're thirty-six minutes into the show. 
Then we got AJ and almost against the Viking Raiders. And by the time that match is over, that's an hour of the show. That was the first hour of the show, bro. Again, if Monday Night Football is on and it's a hot game, and that's the first hour of your show, bye-bye. Like, bye-bye. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, yeah. oh, time out. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. Wait a minute. All right, go ahead, man. Hit me with it, doctor. You forgot one vital component, Vince Russo. You said Damian Priest versus Sheamus, but you did not say that it was the United States Championship <laughs> contenders match, ladies and gentlemen. You forgot oh, all about that. My gosh, you can't bro. forget that part. Oh, <laughs> then after that, we get Drew McIntyre uh, defeating Veer. And this was so confusing because we got a chair involved. Veer brings in the chair. Drew does the Claymore gimmick. The bell rings. Corey Graves says, well, that's a window there to call up for Veer. But the announcer said Drew won the match. And then Corey says, Veer won the match again, and it's like, okay, who won the match, Drew McIntyre or Veer? And like, then, and then, to add to the confusion, when did uh, when did Mansoor Mansoor Mantor when, when did he get a law degree? <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute, bro, bro. Do you know? This is how ridiculous it is, bro. We, we we laid out the whole scenario last week, Chris. You go to the bar with a couple of friends. Yeah. A, a guy hits you with a bottle from behind. Your friends run 100 feet away, and they, they hug each other, and they hold each other while you're getting beat. To death. Bro, they did the same exact thing. They just flipped the play. Yeah. They did yeah. the same exact thing this week. They just flipped the freaking. Bro, this is what I mean about this is a kid's show yeah. because bro you got a 10 year old kid oh look at look at look dad that chicken look at this bro come those on those are the three worst friends that you could ever have oh like, my god it's like you go to a bar fight this week one of them gets beat up the other the other two you know skirt tail away right like oh ouch Ooh. <laughs> the next week the other person gets beat up beat up and the other two run away too and they're like oh man i wish oh Bro, I swear, bro, you're gonna come back next week because now they've done it twice. So now yeah. they gotta come up with something new. I swear, bro, I think you're gonna come back next week with Jinder, uh, Cranky and Shanky. I think they're gonna do the old Three Stooges, and we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do the pokes in their eyes and the pop of the head and the woo 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 woo. woo. Right. Uh, bro, I'm telling you, I mean, just do it, like just do it, bro. Just make them the Three Stooges, bro. Yeah, you might as well, man. You might as well. Uh, uh, then we get Tamina and Italia defeating uh, even Rhea and Dewdrop, and um, well, wait a minute, we got us. Four ninety nine super sticker, bro. <laughs> Jay Ward. Very nice, Jay. Thank you, thank you. Man, listen, I um, <laughs> I, I think about stuff like this, and I'm like, again, who in the world is going over here? Uh, Tamina and Natalia for two weeks, they lost to um, uh. 
T- Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. Now I think they're just called uh, Shotzi and Knox now. So they they lose to two people who came up from NXT. They're the tag team champions, mind you. So they lose against those two. They lo- lose against that tag team twice. That doesn't go anywhere. Like nothing happens there. And then they come on Raw and losing twice against new NXT call-ups. They beat Eva Marie and Dewdrop. How in the world does that make Eva Marie and Dewdrop look? And again, why in the world are they continuing to make Eva Marie just look like just utter trash, man? Oh, wow! Vince, don't do that to me, man. Come out! What you got on me, man? I've never actually to do this before, but um, you owe the WWE, the booking team, Vince McMahon, and everybody else involved an apology. For well, while you were watching this show, bro, I was bored out of my mind, so I'm flipping around, and I came, I I, I went to the Phillies Nationals game, and I was watching it. Okay. And Bryce Harper was up, right? And all of a sudden, bro, before Bryce Harper, before the next pitch, Bryce Harper's ready. He's in the box before the next pitch. The pitcher of the Nationals came up on the big screen in the stadium. Mm -hmm. And the pitcher said, Bryce, you're going down, bro. I'm striking you out. I'm going down. And Bryce, bro put his bat by his side and was watching the video. And as he watched the video and was mesmerized by the video, the Washington pitcher threw strike three, bro. Okay. Just what happened here Very nice. with, with Lily. When Lily, <laughs> Lily Lucian, <laughs> Lily Lucian came up. <laughs> bro. Bro, this I I can't believe we're doing a children's show at yeah. ten o'clock at night. Yeah, right. I can't believe, bro. I, bro, when I was a kid, Chris, and you, you, this is way before your time, Chris. I remember a show like it used to be so taboo and like so dangerous and like when you were a little kid it was in black and white and you were watching this and you thought you were watching something really bad there was a show on late at night bro called playboy after dark and literally it was you hefner in his robe in the playboy mansion black and white beautiful you know uh you know playboy centerfolds there and the whole nine yards and as a little kid you're watching this like you know I ain't supposed to be watching it. But you know what it's like, bro? It's like taking that show and putting it on at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Like, put that on 11 o'clock. Well, the kids are flipping through, you know, Fat Albert and the Cosby kids and, and bro, Care Bears and all oh, that. Oh, there's Inspector Gadget. Oh, wow, there's Looney Tunes. Oh, yes. Put that on at 11 o'clock. In the, bro, that's what this show is. Like, it was it was children's skit after children's skit after children's skit after yeah. children's skit. Yeah. It was. That's a, that's a pretty good analogy. Uh, then we get to well, and well, before we get to that, Vince, I mean, our girl. What did, we, what did we say? What were we saying weeks leading up to this? She's got something on them. Yep. They had to give her a job back. They're gonna make her look ignorant, and they're gonna. Oh, oh, we tried. 
We didn't buy it. It didn't work. We tried. Come on. But you know what, bro? To our girl, if she's watching this show, bro, she's smarter than that. She yeah. she knows she knows what's going on, bro. She knows the gig. Yep. She she knows what's going on, bro. Agreed, man. Agreed. Wrestling Redbird with five dollars super chat, bro. I miss the bounties already. I guess you two are the new bounties. Uh, sure, man. Well, you're you're still holding on, aren't you? No, uh, because we've not had a Dana sighting. Okay, have we? Has she been on NXT? He hasn't. There's it's unconfirmed. There's some rumor spreading around that she may be pregnant based on some tweet or something like that. So, uh, I, I'm not sure that the the tweet could be could have been superimposed, but there hasn't been any confirmation to that. Uh, yet as far as i rem- as far as i know but there's some rumor uh going around about that i don't i don't know if she is you know there you go but um i don't i don't know yet but it, she could be and that could be yeah, i'm the, still holding out i'm still holding yeah out. there was some there were some discussions so so from from what i heard the the rumor is the spreading around is that uh the bouncies were supposed to lose to tamina and natalia and then after they lost their title match, then Mandy was going to go over to NXT anyway. So, so the plan for Mandy to Mandy to go to NXT was <clears throat> something that was planned for a while. So it seemed like they jumped the gun, possibly because of the Dana rumor. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Again, all this is unconfirmed, but this is the that's the rumor going around that Dana could be pregnant. So. Not quite sure, but yeah. So if that's the case, at least for nine months, uh, you know, no more bounties, man. No more bounties. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, bro, a lot of people are saying uh, that. Um, I swear, bro, and I, 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 I missed it. Um, but um, did Natalia get legitimately hurt? Yeah, it seems like she did. Uh, it, it, it seems like she did because there was, uh, I think, I don't know who that was, maybe someone from the medical staff. That was helping her up. And then Tamina did the super kick gimmick on um, Eva Marie after the whole Lily thing. And then they went to, surprisingly, they actually went to Natalia hopping and being assisted because they usually take the cameras off of that real quick. Yeah. And so then they had uh, Tamina, she, she saw it and then she rushed out and then helped Natalia. And then they, they had the camera shot on her the whole way going up the ramp and hopping up the ramp, which is weird to me because they don't ever do that. If, if someone gets shoot injured, they take the camera off of them as soon as possible, but they had her hop the whole way, which was weird. And that was the end of the match. And so they could have easily went to the announcers because they were announcing, but it was just weird that they had actually had the camera shot the whole way up the ramp. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. I, I hope she's not, but uh she but it was weird to me because i mean she was hopping like why would they either either was legit shoot injury which would wouldn't make sense for her them to keep on her or wasn't uh, a shoot injury and it's some part part of storyline but regardless it was just weird to me that they 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 were showing that they were they were put uh 
airing that lie. That was bro. Weird. I'm telling you, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago too. I'm telling you, bro, they they're, they're going to do drop and Eva against Alexa, and and the, the doll is going to come to life. I'm telling you, bro. This the, the Jilly's going to be. I'm telling everything's geared to kids now, bro. Yeah, Jilly, oh, Jilly is going to be a character. Who's going to be? Who you think's going to be Lily under the Lily gimmick? Um, Dana Brooke. <laughs> There you go. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what a change of character that would be. You know what's so interesting? I, I would be I would totally be fine if if the pregnancy rumors aren't true. I would totally be fine with Dana Brooke just coming in like dyeing her hair jet black and just doing something completely different than just whatever we're seeing now it's just i mean the bouncies we we put the bouncies over but but you know to be honest like the bouncies was just like there like they were just pinup you know <laughs> like cute pinups you know what i mean like there, there wasn't any really story with with that you know what i mean and so it, I, I would hope that because if you if you bring dana brooke back to the whole you know she does the bouncy gimmick and you know she's the 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 bodybuilder from Cleveland, Ohio, and all that. Like that that's he's been doing that for years, and it really hasn't worked. So I think like if Dana Brooke comes back, hopefully when she comes back, they should just do a complete overhaul with her character, dye her hair black, do something like really like dark. You know, what I mean, just just something different. You know, what I mean, I wouldn't mind her being Lily if she dyed her hair black and just just did something completely different than what we've been seeing. If she is pregnant, if that is true and she's away for nine months, I can't see them bringing her back, bro. That's so sad. I, I yeah, I, that's, that's sad to, to hear. But if, if she is, I, I don't know, maybe they'll do the whole, you know, we'll give you some sympathy for being away deal and just have her job out for a while. You know what I mean? I, I just, I can see them doing that, unfortunately, but Without Mandy Rose, man, without the bounties, Vince, where does if Dana's not pregnant, all right, where does Dana go, man? If the bounties are gone, Vince? I don't know, man. Poor Dana. Ah, poor Dana. Dana. Poor Dana. Uh, we get Karrion Cross uh, defeating Keith Lee, and just why are they? Why are there Aaron NXT uh, talent on on Raw? unless bro because they're trying to draw people you know nxt is on usa network yep so maybe they're trying to do some kind of crossover to get more people to watch nxt i i don't know bro i, I don't know yeah but the problem is is that carrying cross like jeff hardy wasn't an nxt character he beats carrying cross and doesn't even appear this week and Keith Lee isn't. Well, even I, I, I had read that he he tested positive for COVID. COVID. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know what, bro? He wouldn't have appeared this week anyway. Right? <laughs> you no, know he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He definitely wouldn't have, bro. Yeah. Or uh, either that, or they would have just done the 50 50 deal. They would have just had him lose against Karrion Cross and then yeah. him set up some type of rubber match or something like that on uh at SummerSlam between <laughs> between the between the two as if that's gonna put any of either of them over which it wouldn't and it's like okay I can see if they're doing this to make NXT something but Vince I mean 
you, you, they've already dug a huge hole in the ground last week by having the first time an NXT the champion comes on with fans on the Raw show, and he loses to Jeff Hardy, who's had one of the worst win-loss records in all of WWE this year. That's not a really good way to showcase the NXT brand. Why, why would I want to watch Vince? Why would I want to watch NXT if if I watch just Raw, right? Casually, if I just watch Raw casually, and I see this guy who's the NXT champion lose his match against Jeff Hardy, I, what I'm thinking in my head that would be the same thing as saying, okay, hey, come check out, you know the uh the the uh minor league team of the Cleveland Guardians now the Cleveland Guardians come check them out and then they're like the minor league champions you got to go watch this minor league team and they come in they go against the Cleveland Guardians and then they get they lose oh but be sure to check in you know for the minor league team next week you know <laughs> Well, like- oh, this is, I'm telling you, Chris, this is because you're, you're never going to know about this. They're never going to show their hand. Bro, this, this this is the Triple H events. This. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, because of what you just said, bro, there is no logical. Listen, I will say this, Chris. I know these people are not stupid. Right. I know these people are not inept. They are capable i know they're capable so i'm not saying they're morons they're stupid they don't know what they're doing no bro they are capable they do know what they're doing that's why i know there is stuff going on here politically i don't know if you know bro who knows i mean my god if bro if if it's god forbid it's stephanie siding with triple h against vince like, forget it. Like, bro, if that is the case, Vince will ruin it. Yeah. You know, if one time, bro, Stephanie took Hunter's side over Vince's, bro, Vince could just put the kim kibosh on this thing. Well, it seems like it, Vince, because you have to understand, like, half of his gimmick is gone. I mean, what make care like half of what made Karrion Cross as his mystique and as intimidating as he is was Scarlet Bordeaux being there. So it's like you start off with Scarlet Bordeaux, Karen Cross, really misty, really dark, really smoky. Scarlet Bordeaux uh, walks to the ring. It's the, the, the camera's on her. She does the fall and pray gimmick. And then all of a sudden it comes as Karen Cross is behind her. Then he's doing the whole, you know, rage gimmick type of deal. But it's still light, and they just have a little bit, little small silhouette of, of Karen Cross. They turn the lights on. He's already standing there. And so it's like, you're killing the gimmick. I mean, that this is this is not what Karen Cross was about. He had Scarlet Bordeaux, and that's the thing. A lot of times when it comes to these really uh, these characters who has a mystique. You need that extra person with them to not cause a, 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 a strong sense of familiarity and getting used to them. That's why the heat usually goes on the Bobby Heenans, the Jimmy Hart's, the managers, because that's the presence that you always want to see 
because it it actually increases the mystique of the character, right? Yep. And so when you're all when it's just a character, there's there's no type of kind of person that takes some of the presence away, so you can so that mystique can continue. Right now with Karrion Cross, his mystique is fading by the week. I mean, it's just there's nothing really there, there's nothing really mystical anymore about and, the character. And throw in there uh Keith Lee. Yep. I don't watch I don't watch SmackDown, but what I heard, did Finn Balor just come over to do a job? Uh he he's over at uh at SmackDown now and yeah. he he beat uh, he interrupted Sammy, he beat Sammy and now he's in the title picture with uh, Roman Reigns. Right, we, we, who he's going to lose to. Yeah, he's yeah, he's going to yeah, Roman's going to be over here, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, bro, I don't know. I I got I do anything to be a fly on the wall, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know. Um yeah, so it, again, it's I don't understand why they would and of course Triple H isn't going to like Triple H created this carrying across character which was what's worked in NXT. Of course, Triple H isn't going to be like, oh, okay, well, let's enhance your character by having you lose a very integral part of your character, which is your real-life girlfriend, Scarlett Bordeaux. We're going to change the entrance to more of a blander entrance. We're going to have you get rid of your girl, and that's going to enhance your character. It's going to make it better. Of course, Triple H isn't going to do that, right? And so if it's not Triple H doing it, it's Vince doing it because yep. Triple H isn't going to have these things hurt him lose these things to enhance his character. The other, the other, the other option is okay. Triple H, you want him on the show? Sure, we'll have him on the show. But you got to get rid of the girl. And you got to get rid of the entrance, bro. You know, again, and a lot of this too goes back. You hear it all the time, Chris. With you know, they're being tested. Uh, you know, to see, you know, if they'll say anything, if they don't like the idea that they're doing a job that, you know, they're being tested, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, bro. So you built this guy and now we're going to test him and beat him to see if he complains, bro. you know what they do in baseball when rookies come up, you know what they do, bro, you know what they do, bro. When rookies come up in baseball, the veterans, they get like a hello, Miss Kitty backpack or something, or and they make the guy walk around with it. That's yeah. what that's the hazing, bro. Yeah. These guys, we, we build you, build you, build you. Okay, bro. Now, now we're gonna take you down a few pegs to see if you could take it. It's like, bro, it's 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 so insane, man. And why and why do the why should the fans care about that, Vince? Like, like if if you're trying. If you're trying to suspend disbelief, all right, why do we care as spectators about your little petty, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna make them, we're gonna haze them. Why do we care about that? We care about characters they being don't, built. They don't care that you don't care. It's their ego, bro. They're yeah, gonna break it. Is. They're like horses, they're gonna break them, bro. We're yeah. going to break you. You you couldn't you couldn't imagine that happening in the 80s and 90s that's like you know kurt hennick coming in you know you get all these vignettes you get the hole in one golf you get the you know uh uh shot the basketball from the other side of the court you get all these gimmicks right perfect 
And then he comes in and fights someone like a Barry Horowitz. And I love Barry Horowitz. Uh, he's actually a friend of mine now. But he was he was known as someone who made other people look better. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that would be like him going against Barry Horowitz, his first match after all these vignettes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. One, two, three. Oh, Barry Horowitz gets the win. Oh, my goodness. What in the world is going yeah. on here? Wow. Yeah. He yeah. just beat Kurt Hennig. <laughs> and everybody would see that and say, wait a minute. We had all this buildup, and he lost against Barry Horowitz. So you got to understand, during that time, okay, like Vince, bro, he was either younger than some of the talent or at least the same age. Yeah. And, bro, like when you're the same age as the guy, bro, like look at Nails. Yeah, bro, you're gonna fight the guy. I'll fight you, bro. Like you know, you're the same age. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now it's like he's wise old grandpa, and he's yeah. got these twenty year old kids that when he walks in a room, they pee their pants. It's yeah. like, come on, bro. I say this all the time, Chris. No, I don't mean to. Uh, I don't mean to. Uh, you know, like insult Vince or anything like this. But I say this at the end of the day, bro. Bro. He's a wrestling promoter. Yeah. Vince McMahon is a wrestler. And th 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 there's this fear of God from the guy like it. I'm like, bro, he's a wrestling promoter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that m more people should have that type of mindset, Vince, because at the end of the day, like you said, he's he's gotten to the point that he is he has intimidated the snot out of most, if not just about all of the talent there. And, and it's demoralizing. And bro, when you stand up to him, he does nothing. I saw it with Sean for years. Sean would tell Vince to F off to his face and Vince didn't know how to react. <laughs> he didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to do. I, I witnessed it. Wow. But, but that has turned into the powerful and mighty Oz behind the curtain and like, yeah. oh, my God, bro, wow. come on. I mean, like we, we're looking at a girl, a woman like Eva Marie. I mean, Chris, this girl, woman, has a lucrative career. Oh, yeah. Like, she, I really believe this woman could do anything she yeah. wants to do. When this is being laid out to you, you have to ask, why am I being distracted by a big screen in the middle of a match? Yeah. You, yeah. You've, you've got to ask that question. 100%. 100%. And even Marie just reeks of just advertisement model. You know what I mean? Making millions of dollars, just being the face of so many different advertisements. Very, very beautiful. Very super athletic. Awesome built. And it just seems like. You have to. She has. She's almost forty years old, Vince. At this point, she needs to. She needs to think about her brand. She needs to think about Absolutely. like past all of this. Absolutely. Is this going to diminish my brand? And somebody has. looks at me. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like, has. if people look at me tripping over some fake, you know, trance by Lily that has to do with the swing, and, and I'm trying to 
get a job to be some type of sports illustrated you know oh, you're, you're you're dead on there's a new there's a new line of maybelline right exactly you hear about eve marie and then oh wait a minute it, it, was that the girl that tripped over her own feet last right, night? Right, ex exactly. That, that, that's going to be our spokesman. You're, you're dead on, bro. You are dead on. Yeah, you, you unless, have to think. Un unless, bro, like, you know, we don't know, Chris. Is she that in love with the business? Does she love wrestling so much that that's what she wants to do? We don't know. I think it's a. I think it's an easy opportunity to collect a, a big paycheck, you know. Um, but again, you know what I think? Bet. Exactly. Again, you have to, you know how I think. I, I think about in-game, Vince. Yep. So when you think about Eva Marie at 42, 43, 44, who can be a very uh, a great actress, a, a uh, stunning model, making you know a, a living for a good seven to ten years of her life, being this being a face of some really good advertisements like you said maybelline's a good a very good example you know like eva marie the face of maybelline for the next 10 years you know what i mean if you think about that compared to lily gimmick looking at the screen tripping over herself because of it that's not really a good resume builder you know for a future outside of wwe and to someone who's pushing 40 years old, you know, I don't know. I, I can't see like world champ, you know, in, in her in her future, yeah. although it would be great. But I, I don't see that. I see more of a ambassador for WWE. You know, we want to put the Eva Marie face on everything. And. If they don't do that, if they keep doing this whole gimmick with her, just make it looking like foolish. I don't, you got to get to the point, Vince, if you're Eva Marie, that you're just kind of like evaluating all this and you're like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't not, think it's, so. It's not good for me. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, then we get Mustafa Ali and Mansoor defeating uh, Mason T-Bar. Your boys are back. Uh, Mason T-Bar. One week they – so, <laughs> Vince, explain to me how WWE wants to put Mason T-Bar over. How can they get over, Vince, if one week they come in, they win, they're gone for three weeks, they come back, they lose, they're gone for two weeks, they come back, they win, they're gone for three weeks, they come back, they lose. How is that putting a team over, Vince? Uh, bro, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. And, bro, you went right over the, uh, bro, the um, the Nikki cross front was another event. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was so, oh, my God, bro. Yeah. I forgot they sandwiched that in too. So they had her open the show. They sandwiched it in with another Nikki promo. Yep. And they closed the show with Nikki actually losing and looking bad. So I, I so it seems like Vince, they're thinking in her head, like, we're really going to get the fans behind Nikki Cross or Nikki ASH. And then they're going to have her lose because you want to see that 
almost superhero climb up to the top. It just seems like that's where their well, that's where their minds are going with this Vince. They want to make her seem like she's defying the odds and she's making people get behind her and she's going to lose to Charlotte, the great villain who people were cheering by the way, the great villain and then all of a sudden she's going to come back and claw her way there and everybody's going to love her. Uh, bro like again I, I i'm just watching this show and i'm like okay bro somebody sent them down the kids show again and yep. it's got it's got to be nick Khan, bro i told you bro i i I, w I was pointing this stuff out with they were getting ready to go back to the live crowd with the nicky masks with the drew mcintyre sword i mean they were getting ready to do all that the the, the that's why the doll came back you know they're selling the doll at the merch yep. bro, i would not be surprised well, well the, the, I, I i guarantee you they're doing it not at the merch stand you know they're selling riddle scooters on their on top wwe <laughs> they're selling all this stuff for kids but yep. like i said bro like this wrestling does not warrant a kid's show bro no it doesn't and it seems like because <clears throat> because of their ratings they're trying to get money you know <laughs> by any means necessary essentially and so they're going to do all these gimmicks and try to pull up the you know the kid audience but at this point i mean i don't even know the demographic is the other way around <laughs> it's not moving toward the kids is moving away from the kids i mean you're at 54 55 years old as the target as, as the target demographic at this point as far as the most watched and the, the median age that's the on the other side of life <laughs> that's not that's not target the kids uh next we get uh bobby lashley so we so we get lashley promo with with uh mvp so i thought that this segment was just the weirdest thing so we get the fans, and um, they were in Kansas City. So we get the Kansas City crowd saying, "Stand uh, to talk about the Pavlovian response there." Like they, this was the grade A Pavlovian Pavlovian dogs one on one here. All right, yeah. so it was it was like, and for again, for those who don't know, Pav Pavlovian dogs the. Uh, experiment that they did with dogs they, they would have a response based on eating and it would just like they would be salivating so that was their biggest thing and then eat respond salivate eat response and so they would you know do a sound and then boom 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 and, and it was like that type of instinct reaction and kind of governed by you know i'm gonna give you the the, the food you're gonna salivate give me the food salivate and so that's what happened here with this segment because MVP he says I want everybody to stand up so so clearly he's trying to draw heat right there right I want everybody to stand up for your WWE champion everybody's like ah yeah and MVP's like wait uh that's not what I was aiming for so <laughs> and he's like uh that's what well uh yeah because uh Tom Brady. <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, well, now, they, now we're back they, to square they, one. They, they were all playing the crowd. Ginger did it. It's all good. Yeah. Charlotte did it. It's yeah. not my fault. It's all your fault. Yeah. Oh, 
bro, this is this is wrestling one, not even one oh one. This right, is right, right. wrestling one, bro. Right, wrestling negative one, right here. Oh, you're full, yeah, you. Yeah. Pipe in the music through the Titan drop. Pipe yeah. in the sky. Hit the hit the button. Boom. Right. And I'm all for generate. I'm I'm all for using the crowd to generate heat, but the right way though, not for just that cheap heat. You've yeah. got to you've got to hone in your character to do that. You know, what I mean, I, I would even say that I, I I'm very disappointed with uh, the pro wrestling business in general not going straight to the fans to get that heat anymore as much as they should have, much they used to. But I mean, look, you can't just you, you can't just do the whole cheap heat mess, you know, gimmick all the time. You you if you if you gotta build a character like someone like an MJF, for instance, amazing heel. People love to hate MJF because he does a really good job with making himself feel like I'm better than you, and you know it. He actually plays to the crowd to generate the heat. He makes the fans feel that they are inferior to him. That is a heat magnet 101. There's not a lot of people who do that. The There's heels no. nowadays, they're doing flips and Canadian destroyers. No Vince always used to tell me about subtleties and how important subtleties are very important. There's no yep. such thing anymore. That's a good point. First, I got to tell you, I saw the greatest thing in the world. Uh, you know R.D. Reynolds, right? Yeah. Okay, on the uh, the Realm Network, the new Realm Network, R.D. Reynolds and myself, uh, we're going to be doing a show called The Joker's Mustache where we are breaking down every single episode of Batman 1966. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, bro, I had to sit down with episode one. Bro, keep in mind, I was five years old when this show came out, and I remember watching it at five years old. Nice. Bro, you talk about subtleties, right? So they've got to call Batman and Robin in because the the uh, uh, riddle is on the loose. So we go to we go to Commissioner Gordon's office, and and the room is full with Gordon O'Hara, uh, you know, cops. There's about eight people in the room. Mm-hmm. Okay, so bro, of course they've got the the Riddler's riddle, and they're trying to solve the riddle. Mm-hmm. So Batman reads the riddle and he's thinking about the riddle and everybody's still, everybody's standing still. So now Batman's thinking about the riddle. Now he starts walking around the room. Now everybody's walking around the room. Batman thinks he's got it. He stops. Everybody stops. Mm. It's a full stop. He starts walking again. Everybody. But that is a subtlety that is freaking hysterical. And you know when those guys busted that scene, they're going freaking hysterical, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, that, that that does not – I don't know how that got lost in the transition. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, yeah. It's gone. Stuff like that is is no more. Yeah. Well, because of the Pavlovian response, like you said, people are looking for big spots. Like fans are all about high spots nowadays. Wow. Like they, they complain about the product being so bad, but at the same time, they say, oh, my gosh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan's going to be a game changer. Nick Gates going to AEW is going to change the game. Oh, my gosh. And it's like you're looking for – 
like you complain about the characters, but at the same time, you're looking for all these big spots. You know, big, what I mean, make yeah, up your mind. Oh, how how many how many guys is Tony Khan signing for the pop? Yeah. They yeah. come out there for the first time. They got the big pop. Okay, bro. Now we got fifty guys on the roster who had their big pop already. Now, now what do we do? Yeah, and that's happened all the time, Vince. Like you, you, you brought in Big Show for the big pop. You brought in Mark Henry for the pop. You brought in Sting for the pop. You brought in Christian for the pop. It's like all of these wrestlers are coming in for the pop. Chavo for the pop. Andrade El Idolo for the pop. It's like you're bringing in all these wrestlers for the pop, 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 pop. And then two weeks later, you you don't barely see them or they're in some type of mid-card match. And so you're just spending money, pop, 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 pop. And it's like, where's the consistency there? You're not really focused on building characters here. Yep. And, and speaking of building characters, WWE has done a travesty with building my boy Squeaky Cedric up. You know, well, he comes yeah, in. Bro, I put you over huge because <laughs> Benjamin, they're definitely watching this show. Yeah, I was thinking that. Benjamin came out and said, Do you know how annoying your voice is? I'm like, Holy shit, they are watching this show. <laughs> Shout Benjamin. Listen, listen, <laughs> oh man, I always liked you. Okay? Wow. I always liked you. I always thought that you are amazing, athletic, and thank you. For watching the show and putting me over yeah okay. i mean that was crystal clear bro <laughs> yes, i don't want to yes. hear nothing yeah and, and the thing is that really had anything that really didn't have anything to do much with the segment he threw that in there and i'm like shelton benjamin is watching the show man you're putting yep. me over shelton so thank you shelton benjamin for uh putting me over because people know how much i cannot stand squeaky cedric's promo and thank you for validating that to the fans yes of kansas city missouri and worldwide thank you thank you 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 demand cedric you demand cedric thank you for for telling that because he came out and i said oh my gosh <laughs> I was a part of that business. And bro, what was with the fur? What, like, what, what yeah. was, what the hell? Was, what was that, bro? Do we Liberace now? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, oh man. And then Sheldon comes out. It's like, oh man, your voice. And I said, oh, you know what? I don't care about this segment. But this, that by far was by the best far. part no of the doubt. segment. Oh, yeah, bro. Yes. So no thank doubt. you, Sheldon Benjamin, for that. And uh, of course, again, this was super weird because MVP tries to make, I mean, he does the cheap heat to get Lashley heat. Then Squeaky Cedric comes out, who's clearly a heel. He gets jeered but you're going against someone who they're trying to give heat to. And then Sheldon Benjamin, is, they're just booking him super bland, middle of the road. So he comes out, really doesn't enhance it much. So Squeaky Cedric is the heel, Last is the heel, but Cedric wants a piece of Lashley because of what? I mean, I, I, like, didn't you already, already do this six months ago as far as, oh, man, you abandoned me. You abandoned me. You abandoned me, Bobby Lashley. 
You're ready, I'm supposed to be a part of the high business. Bro, meanwhile, me, meanwhile, you've got Cena and Goldberg at the building last week. Yeah. Why couldn't you shoot something with them for this week? Because they wanted the pop, Vince. And it's clear. It's clear. Uh, First draw back with the fans. You want the pop. That's that's exactly why you're doing all this. And it's like inconsistent. You are looking for the pop. And it's like, why is that the basis? And and pro wrestling. Let's get let's get into your uh, psychologic uh, uh, psychology degree. Think about that. Yeah, bro. Okay, you got the pop last week. Okay, and now they're not on this week. Mm -hmm. So now I'm tuning out. Exactly. So what, what 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 did that pop do? Nothing. Like what what did it accomplish? Nothing. Because if I'm coming back because I'm a Goldberg mark, and I'm like, oh, okay, let me check it out. And I'm hour one, hour two, hour three. I'm like, and I don't I don't look at the dirt sheets. I don't pay attention to wrestling websites. I don't know what's going on. I'm just watching the product because someone told me Goldberg was in. So I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, man, I'm wasting my time. Like, yep. I've, I've came back to watch Goldberg. Goldberg didn't come up. All right, I'm not watching it next week. Oh, uh, I heard Goldberg showed up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. You know, like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done already. Yep. I'm done. So it's like, that's the crazy, that, that's, that's the problem with doing it for the pop because you have to understand the mind of a casual fan. I'm not salivating to watch the raw product every week. I left watching the raw product for a reason. Now, if you bring back Goldberg, sure. Okay. I'll watch it again, but then you don't have Goldberg again. Eh, okay. So I'm not going to watch it anymore. Same yep. thing with Cena, you know, yep. Yep. uh, we get, uh, the backstage, Miz and Morrison, AJ Styles and almost they have a, a discussion. This leads to John Morrison uh, defeating Riddle. Riddle uh, gets attacked post-match by AJ Styles. People were waiting for Randy Orton, so it looks like they're going, oh, there's a there's a time. I was waiting for a time because I skipped a lot of this. So here we go. Time out. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. Two and one show, Vince. That goes to show how much I cared about the show. Bro, what's with the doves flying around? Uh yeah. So he does the 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 shoe gimmick, and so soon he he flips the shoes off. He jumps and flips the shoes off with his feet. So when he like jumps, the shoes are the the flip flops supposed to come out, and so that sparks the the doves flying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what the, what the doves are flying from his stinky feet. Yeah, the flip flops. So as soon as he flips the flip flops off, it's oh my god, man. Oh. <laughs> oh. Again, eighteen to forty nine, Vince. Exactly. Oh my god, man. perfect for that demographic. They want to see. And and then here's another yeah. thing, bro. Here's another thing. So then uh, they're having a match. Almost, and AJ come out, and Riddle goes to the top rope and says, "You guys shouldn't even be out here." And I'm saying, 
Why are you? Why are they allowed yeah. to be out there? Like seriously, yes, you're right. Referees tell them to go in the back. Yeah. They should not be out here. I mean, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like they don't even try to make any sense out of it. That these guys could just come around, screw them around at ringside. But get the scooter, break the scooter. Like, why aren't they getting sent to the back? Yeah, doesn't make any sense at all. Again, uh, again, Vince, 18 to 49, consistency. What, what is hooking me? What is hooking me to stay on the show? And that's not, that's clearly not the objective with writing these shows anymore, Vince. There's no cliffhangers. There's nothing. Like, Vince. The cliffhanger for this week was I'm gonna slide way to the last. Oh man, I forgot about Reginald. Oh, you, you can, you can, you can, you can. Bro. I was trying to segue to the last uh, part of the show, but then we got Reginald and our truth. Yeah, this was this was circled around our truth with his mic still on, kind of talking during this. First of all, it's a sanctioned 24 seven match, but the 24-7 people come after the match. Why don't they come during the match? And that's what I was thinking about last week with Reginald when he did the whole, I'm not going to sell this. And then he won the 24-7. Why aren't they coming like during that time? What is there like a gate when they're all just kind of sitting there like shaking the gate or something like that? And then all of a sudden backstage to let to let the gate open and they come out. Why I mean, bro, 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 we actually, we actually would do that. Like, if, if the baby face, if the heels were getting heat on the baby face, and then the other heels came out, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, we would actually like see a heel park a forklift in front of the dress room, so the baby face it. Like, we would explain. Yeah. Like this yes. is why the babies are not coming because yes. bro, well, we, we can't skip skip over, but there was still there was something very um there was something like that in the main event. But bro, we've got truth in Reginald. First of all, this is why you know the stuff's piped in. Mm. Okay, go back and look. Bro, the guy almost breaks his neck, flip flop and flight on his yeah. head. They would have booed him out the building. If, if we heard the real audio, they would have booed him out the but no, they cheered when he stumbled, bro. Yeah. It was over. It cheered. Bro, he, here's here's my question more than anything. Why is this guy defending the title in a suit? What like what do we do? Like wh- why? Yeah. He so had a he, suit on, bro. He was he's so he came in as a sommelier for Carmella, on right? SmackDown. Right, and so that got transferred over to wanting to hit on Sasha Banks. He gets fired from Carmella. It still tries to do the Sasha Banks gimmick. That didn't work too much. He actually causes friction between Sasha and um, Bianca Belair. Leads to more of a Sasha turn type of deal. And then Nikki, uh, Nia Jax just kind of sees him just kind of despondent. And then she brings him in and then now they're broken up. And so he's kept the suit gimmick from Carmella from months ago. He's not, he's not a Somalia anymore. He's just playing old Reginald and he's still wearing the suit. So that's, 
that's that's the uh the, that's the history the the chronology of of Reginald who's not well, even then, Somali anymore. Then the best thing is he does the grand gimmick where he flies over everybody at the end, but he's got to leave the belt there because he can't do it. With yeah, the yeah, belt. exactly. Oh, here's the beautiful thing. So he has to leave the belt there so he yeah. could do this move. They do this move. Oh, my God. They're sitting there astonished. Yeah. He has to go back and get the belt. And when he goes back and get the belt, they do nothing. They, they do nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and again, I'm just like, bro, I, I wrote right there, 100% kids show. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's so true. I, I was looking at that, too, and I was like, I, I noticed that he didn't fly out with the with the belt. And I said, so guess what? They're going to totally just bomb yeah. the rhyme or reason or the logic behind him having to get the belt back without him being chased. Like, if anything, maybe he could have chased his way back and somehow got into the ring and flew out or something like that. But it was like, okay, let me – they're going to come in. Let me jump over them. Oh, wait. The belt's – Still in the ring. Um, hold on, guys. Can I get my belt back? <laughs> <laughs> and then, bro, the the worst thing in the world. Like th this is where, like, honestly, this is like Vince. You you gotta you you you've gotta you gotta get out of there, bro. Because so, th this simplest thing. So, bro, I, I imagine like Rhea Ripley's a baby face now. <laughs> Same thing I was thinking. Like, okay. so I guess the fans is turning her again. But she, she was still doing some jabs. She was like, like I was saying, like so. I, I don't know if like it's, it's. You can tell that she's green because it seems like she's not really playing to the crowd. She's probably getting booked as a heel backstage, but she's not really playing to the ebbs of the crowd or even making the suggestion like you probably should turn me. She's like, oh wait. They told me I'm supposed to do this. So as I was saying, here's my heat. It, it, it's really confusing. And here's here's where she, ha if they're not going to protect her character, she has to yeah. go all the way back to the first segment of this show and Charlotte blindsides her and dumps her from the ring. Mm -hmm. Where is she during this segment? Yeah. You see what I mean, bro? Again, if, if I'm riding yeah. Austin, yeah. Austin is going to say, wait a minute. He blindsided me and dumped me out of the ring. Yeah. And during his match at the end, I'm not going to get my revenge. Right. That's, that's what Steve would say to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean, bro. That's so they make her look weak. That yeah. makes you look weak. Yeah, I agree. And that's pretty much, you know, the end. I mean, like, like, uh, like we were talking about throughout the show, um, Charlotte got the best of Nikki A.S.H. And uh, for someone who was who started the show with some type of really, ex uh, you know, inclusive type of uh, everybody can almost be a superhero. I'm so glad I get to say welcome to Monday Night Raw, having a you can do it type of. A promo sandwiched in the show in the middle and then at the end getting punked out by charlotte who cuts a promo and saying you know 
whatever she told she said uh you are you surprised or or, or what do you mean it's a you know shocked or whatever she said that was supposed to get heat because she actually got cheered when she won and so it's like that doesn't really help nikki that she just gets uh, again it just feels so 50 50 i read something recently that uh malachi black or used to be alistair black he was talking about that he was talking about how wwe is just so 50 50 they're all they're just so 50 50 and no one at the end looks more important it doesn't no one's rising to the top because everybody's kind of stuck in that 50 50 soup there's nobody rising to the top and nikki losing after winning last week losing the next week which in a week into having the raw championship that's 50 50 at its finest and then bro like i don't know what it is but like the Every time she's out, like, bro, she's always, like, on the verge of tears. Yeah. And I'm, like, screaming at my TV, superheroes don't cry. Please. Like, super, you never, I never saw Wonder Woman cry one thing. Why is this woman always on the verge of tears? Because she's almost a superhero and almost superheroes cry. Oh man, bro, this show is so messed up, man. I agree. I agree. And and the fans back in the arena were going to save this thing? No, and I think it's even really exposed it even more. If you want to be, you know, in my opinion, it's exposed it more because at the end of the day, people like Keith Lee could have got piped in cheers, something like that, and they're just making him look terrible. He was super over NXT, and they're making him look terrible cross looks bland like i don't see much of anything going right now they're going to be selling drip sticks you know they're probably having jim morrison win the matches to sell the drip sticks of course absolutely bro no doubt about it no doubt about it yep absolutely well listen what is uh what is over you know unfortunately nikki is 50 50 what is not 50-50? What is completely 100% amazing is the brand. Let them know about it, my man. Yeah, bro. As a matter of fact, Chris, we are looking to launch the re- relaunch of the Realm Network, hopefully on Sunday, man. That is the plan. Brand new website, 30 new shows, non-wrestling related uh, so we, we are about to launch this thing, man. A lot of work is going into this. A lot of people involved, uh, right now, guys, if you just go to our Twitter at realm, R E L M network, go to Twitter. It'll send you to our YouTube and you'll get a little sneak peek of what that's going to look like. Nice. <clears throat> Very nice, man. Yeah. Uh, your, 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 your partner. Dr. Chris Featherson was not invited to be on the show or was not invited to be on the network to talk about how state football talking about <laughs> non-wrestling, <laughs> but man, listen, in all honesty, man, congrats on the launch, man. Thanks. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I yeah. just, uh, God, man, I just, I just watch this foolishness every week and I'm like, bro, I like, I've got it. I don't blame it. Yeah. That's the reason why, you know, I, I barely even watch TV, honestly. When I do watch it, like most of the stuff that I watch is true crime stuff. That's my favorite type of stuff to watch other than sports. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like 
outside of you know <clears throat> watching wrestling again this is for jewel you know what i mean and thankfully you know sports kita is uh, awesome you know as far as uh you know giving us you know some 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 incentive to to watch the show um but you know i i keep up I keep my finger on the pulse when it comes to pro wrestling because I love in order to criticize something to me, I, I got to know about it. You know, I mean, I have to be knowledge about it. So I'll watch AEW. I watch NXT. You know, I watch Raw. I actually like SmackDown. I actually I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with SmackDown. Uh, you know, there's some there's some pros and cons, but I like SmackDown overall because I think Roman Reigns to me by far the hottest name, the hottest commodity in all of professional wrestling. He's on SmackDown. He's doing a good job there. So I'm a big fan of that. But at the same time, unfortunately, uh, this is the mothership as uh, Death the Road to Thebeba. And the mothership is uh, sinking, sinking, sinking fast. Yep. Yep. But I know it's not sinking. This guy here, Realm Network down there. You see that down there? Go follow him at the Realm Network. He's Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris Featherstone. Until next week, have a good night. And this is the Legion of Raw. And for Raw Warrior Animal, oh, what a rush. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye.